Welcome to the Connections and Comet podcast, where we share tips, recommendations, and best practices on how to become a successful Comet team member. For our fifth episode, we will be talking with Angel Vazquez, Deidre Wise, and Allie Beaver about how to be a successful new Comet district manager. Angel Vazquez is our district manager in South and West Texas, and also covers some of New Mexico area, and has been with the Comet for almost two years. Deidre Wise is our district manager and covers the top third region of Ohio and has been with Comet for almost a year. Allie Beaver is our district manager in the Atlanta metro area and has been with Comet for just over a year. Without further ado, let's get into it. Angel, Deidre, and Allie, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Thanks Jordan. For having us. Super excited. Yeah, thank you for having us. All right, so let's get started. What are the first few things you should do after you're hired and have gone through training in your territory? Allie, you want to start us off? Yeah, I think I have something that's kind of specific that really helped me out. Um, I have a background in, in map making, actually a geography degree, but it's really helpful for me to visualize where my territory is in my accounts. So um, I took all of my current buying accounts and I exported um, a spreadsheet or exported them from our CRM to Excel and then uploaded that to Google Maps so I could see where all of my accounts are and another thing that came with that is all the all the data on you know who's the buyer the phone numbers and all all of that important stuff so when I'm out in the car I can just scroll to my saved Google Map and see where my um, where my closest accounts are or make some territory maps from that so I think as a rep that was like the number one thing that actually helped me just visualize where everything is before I got out in the field. If you were in dentistry before, had a lot of the accounts before, you might not need that, but I thought that was really helpful. Deidre, what about you? Yeah, I would um, kind of coupling on what Allie said, that's um, like a really great idea. At my previous position, I worked for um, Patterson Dental, which is a distributing company within dental. Um, so I had a few of my accounts already, um, but certainly having kind of a hit list, so to speak, of people that you're planning on to target. And I broke mine out. So I have a similar format to Allie where I have a Excel sheet and I have mine broken out by region that I cover basically by week. So um, I kind of asked a couple of the um, two previous reps who covered my territory, like what their rotation looked like. So I broke out my accounts basically on that timeline. So each week I have a tab full of like, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe like 80 accounts or something. Um, that you plan to hit and then there's always time to then kind of fill in additional calls or if you have meetings that you need to run to but that kind of gives a rough idea um, for me of where I'm going to be for the week it's also super super helpful to share that information I found with your ISR so that your ISR knows where you're going to be um, and also it kind of gives them an idea of um, like location so that when accounts call in and they want to create an appointment she can look to see 
you know, okay, they're in this region. If Deidre's working, you know, on this other tab, she's probably not close to there. So it helps give her a little bit of a gauge in terms of um, where accounts are located since not every ISR is completely familiar with the area. Angel? I would say what, what was really helpful for me was really understanding um, CRM and what we're capable of doing with it. Just getting to know my buyers. Um, I, I did come from dental before, so I knew San Antonio, which is part of my territory, but I mean, with covering Austin and all the way down to uh, South Texas, I mean, I, I really had to know what the territory looked like, but also the buyers. So CRM kind of just helping with that by looking at their order histories, looking at their ordering habits, how often they were ordering, um, just really getting to know how to how CRM works. I mean, from putting in orders to also understanding your GP and, and making sure that that was, um, you know, that you didn't compromise your GP with, I don't know, any, any wrong pricing, you know, so just understanding how to navigate CRM was super helpful to me at the beginning. That's all really great advice. What do you think is one or a few things that you've done that has made you so, so successful as um, a district manager at Comet? Deidre, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I think one of the things that, um, you know, makes me successful, at least in this territory, is that I try to not only have a relationship with the buyer in the office, but also with the doctor in the practice. Um, I think a lot of times it's easy in this particular sales job to, um, you know, you just kind of get acclimated to talking with the buyer all the time and they can just kind of keep funneling you orders. Um, and it's easy to just go through the motions that way. I try to, um, and specifically with kind of my larger accounts who, you know, order a wide breadth of products for me to set appointments with the doctors for that practice to kind of introduce new products products to them to kind of grow their portfolio um, and just really honestly to make a relationship with those doctors. Um, you know, if I hear of local events going on, I'm trying to kind of keep them up to date with any events that they may find pertinent, whether it be events that we're sponsoring or other events in the area. Um, so I try to send out kind of like a monthly newsletter via email to a lot of my doctors just with some, um, you know, helpful information about running a practice, um, you know, local events going on, um, if they need any kind of advice on um, like practice management and practice growth. Um, since I work with a few people locally in regards to like running practice analysis and stuff, I'll shoot them emails about that. So I think it's more just about trying to really get a relationship with the doctor instead of it just being a simple transactional relationship with them. Um, I think it helps sell a lot of the value that Comet brings and um, it opens up the doctor's mind to more than you're just here to, to sell me stuff. Um, you know, you're, you're really interested and engaged in trying to help me grow my practice. Angel, what about you? 
Um, something that that was uh, that Jim Walter actually Jim was the one who hired me, and one thing that he taught me was to look at an order history and then try to find the missing gaps. Right? We talk a lot about um, like cup finish polish. That's our mantra, really. So if if an order history when you're walking into an office, uh, like Deidre was saying, a lot of times you can kind of just you know, get into the habit of just talking to, to the main assistant, sometimes the doctor, but you kind of just, you get lost in uh, being an order taker rather than, you know, really being offering value to the, to, to the practice and the doctor. So by uh, looking at your order history, you can kind of find what's missing. You know, anytime I would co-travel with Jim, he would, you know, before we'd go into an office, I'd have order history and then we'd you know, he'd kind of just test me like, hey, what, what's missing from the, what are they not buying from us? We know what they are and we know that we, you know, we could possibly get an order today on the, on those items based on their buying habits. But just really, you know, are they, um, are they buying our, our crown and bridge diamonds? What are they polishing that with? You know, are, are they having, uh, we, we know, we know 99% of these doctors are having issues with cutting off zirconia. So if we don't see a, a crown cutter on there, where we know where to take the conversation, you know, what, what to bring in. So I think that's really just kind of uh, what's, what's helped me uh, be successful, just kind of keeping it simple and, and seeing where I can fill in the gaps with, uh, with my accounts. And Allie? Well, you guys both covered a, a, both of the major two points that I definitely have found to help me out, but I can kind of reiterate them. I think what Deidre said with the consultative selling, really getting a, re I think that's one of the most important things is trying to get a relationship with a doctor, especially when you're new, it can be really tough, but I just think, you know, kind of killing the office with kindness. And I think a lot of people are maybe afraid to ask for a meeting with the doctor, but nine times out of 10, if you ask for it, they'll, they're happy to, especially with the current buying account, they're happy to facilitate that. It's usually what's difficult is meeting with the doctor unannounced. But if you ask for a meeting in the future, that usually works well. Um, and then that way, um, similar to what Deidre said and what Angel said is that way you have time to actually talk to the decision maker about new products, especially with our new endo line, talking to the buyer or the assistant um, it's great to let them know what we have, but really for endo, the doctor's making the decision. And so I think um, just creating that relationship is really going to help us be successful with endo. And then also, yeah, adding to what, like making sure you go in with a game plan to every account, even though it's an account you might visit, you know, every couple weeks, you know them really well, they buy the same, same diamonds every time. Um, there's always something we can add, especially with new endo. And most of our accounts don't know we even have endo products really, um, or how much we have. So I think just, just having a game plan, pulling some sort of kit out of your bag or a or an endo block just to bring in and make sure that they know we have other products as well. Yeah. All right. How did you create a good relationship with your ISR and use them to help you get started in your region? Angel, you want to go ahead and start? Yeah, so I had a, um, I've had two ISRs since, since I've been here. Um, I've had Kelly um for about over a year already i think and it really just 
Um, just really being intentional with her and kind of giving her, I mean, I know my territory better than anyone does. Um, so I can guide her and, and give her a game plan week by week, uh, month by month by month on, you know, what, what, what needs to happen. So just kind of, for example, I, I know my, my doctor's buying habits. So I know that, um, this doctor is going to order and they're going to order about every three months. So when that third month comes up and, and they haven't ordered, you know, I can kind of, um, reach out to Kelly and, and give her a list of, Hey Kelly, these are the doctors. These are the accounts that haven't ordered yet. Um, just kind of a notes, you know, kind of just giving her a, a game plan on, on how to, um, you know, reach out to them. So I think that's been uh, super helpful for me. Uh, and just, you know, it's, we're in the car pretty much the, the entire day. So it's, it's nice to just pick up the phone and kind of just talk, talk to her and, and obviously work related, but also just kind of build a relationship with her and uh, kind of just get to know her because, you know, we, we, we work with our SARS every, every day. You know, I talk to her pretty much every day on, on kind of what my day looks like, what, what I need help with, who needs to get um, an email follow-up or a phone call follow-up. So I think that's been uh, critical for me. Allie, what about you? Well, Jane is really hard not to love. Um, so no, I, I mean, it's been a great working relationship. Jane is very knowledgeable. She's been with Comet, I think 13 years, almost as long as you can be. Um, so we've, we've had a good relationship, um, pretty much right off the bat. The Atlanta territory is maybe a little bit different than Angel and Deidre, a little bit more centralized, less, um, like different regions to travel to. So I always try to keep Jane updated on, on where I am because I can be in multiple places in the same day, especially if it's appointment based. And a lot of times it's kind of how I work it because appointments are king. And, uh, when you get in front of a doctor, it's definitely worth going there. So, so I just try to be in constant communication. So usually Mondays, I have a general calendar, but then Mondays I let her know like, hey, this is what's actually happening this week. This is where I have appointments. If someone calls, you know, we can fit them in, just let me know. Um, and she's always there to help out too. I, sometimes, you know, like Angel said, when you're in your car driving, you can't really take an order or, um, and it's been great to have Jane help out. And every now and then I'll, uh, I'll definitely get her some Starbucks gift cards because who doesn't love free coffee? <laughs> so true. That's great. That's very nice. Deidre, what about you? Yeah, um, I would say it's important um, when I've, uh, my ISR is Ashley. I don't know if it matters to mention who it is, but um, so Ashley's my inside sales rep. And from her and I's communication, it's um, just kind of been evident that it seems like the ISRs aren't given like as much information as the sales reps. So they have no real idea of what your goals are. Um, as a rep so they don't know you know even if they're getting copied on the number the sales numbers that are coming through they don't have any real idea of where that puts you in terms of 
you know, hitting your goal for the month or not. Um, so I've kind of given Ashley free reign to essentially see everything of mine. So I've given her, um, an Excel sheet that shows, you know, what my sales goals are for the month. I go in and update them on a daily basis when I get my sales numbers so that she knows where I'm at in terms of to goal. Um, I've also added in now with the release of sterile single use and with the endo line, I've entered in my goals for those, um, and imported my numbers again, the sales numbers for where I'm at for the month. Um, so that she has that readily available. And then I know I mentioned it earlier, but the other thing that's really been helpful is that I've shared with her, um, my Excel sheet of, you know, the accounts that I see on a regular basis, it's in an Excel format. So it has everyone's address, their sales numbers for the last like four years. And then there's also space to make notes. Um, so as I go and visit people, I try to then take notes of the conversations that I've had. If I mentioned something that they were interested in, um, or that we need to follow up on, if they were having an issue with something, um, that way when she's calling in, you know, typically three weeks after I visit, she kind of has an idea of what she can follow up on, um, and touch base with the customer about. So. All right. What does your daily or I guess your week to look like, um, versus how much are you, uh, planning, strategizing, looking at past customers who needs to reorder or DJ with your Excel sheet? How much are you doing that versus, um, in the car visiting customers and why is that ratio how it is? Allie, do you want to start? Sure, I can start. I would say I usually take um, a half a day Monday and a half a day Friday to like kind of begin my week on a good foot and end my week on a good foot um, as like office hours to make sure that I, you know, throughout the week, I'll get a lot of requests to send emails for pricing or different things or follow up or burr boxes or this and that or returns, all sorts of different things. And so I make sure I take care of that all by the end of the day, Friday, so I don't have anything lingering over the weekend and then same on Monday I like to make sure I have everything planned out um, and then Mondays I like to do appointments because there's a lot of times where um, dentists don't really want you to just drop in on Mondays I've found more often than not that they would much rather have you drop in any other day. So um, I usually have a couple appointments set up for Mondays and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my days that I really am like in my car all day, making sure that I see current accounts, do some cold calling and have appointments set up for the area I'm going to. Great, Deidre, what about you? Yeah, mine is um, a little similar. Um, I mean, it obviously kind of changes based on, you know, appointments that you may have. Um, a piece of advice that I was given years ago was that you should always take an appointment over cold calling an account, always. So if an office calls and, um, you know, we're going back and forth in terms of, you know, a day or time that works, I will take that meeting over, you know, cold calling on certain accounts. So, 
Um, typically, I would say Monday through Thursday, I am, you know, out in the field making calls on a regular basis. I try to generally leave Fridays for doing things like Allie was saying for preparing for the week, um, you know, the, the coming week, or if there's any kind of work that needs to be done to follow up on the accounts that I saw for that week, I try to reserve it for Fridays. Um, Fridays are also a, a pretty busy day for me, at least as of late in terms of events that have been going on. Um, so it helps to kind of have your week planned out to end on Thursday so that you can attend the event and be present and um, kind of be there and ready for and engaged in that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I would just say, you know, game planning is probably 80% of, you know, really being engaged and handling this job well. Um, if you just kind of show up to an account and try to wing it, you know, nine times out of 10, you'll just end up being an order taker for the day. But if you can show up and be prepared and, you know, as Angel has mentioned, kind of look through their previous order history, get a gauge of what they're using, um, maybe what they're not using, chat with them about why they're not using that particular product line, mention some of the new product lines that we have um, that's kind of the sales approach that will lead to more success in your territory versus showing up, knocking on the door, saying hi, and taking their order for the day and leaving. So. And Angel? I would say it's pretty similar to Allie's. I like to start off Monday, uh, Monday mornings with just kind of getting my week started. Um, what what it's going to look like as far as appointments and who I'm, who I'm going to go visit, who I'm going to cold call my route, and then finishing off Friday with, you know, some, I mean, pretty much exactly what Ali was saying, you know, uh, anything that has to do with returns or if I uh, if I've offered a uh, like a T six hundred or T nine hundred, I can I can uh, send those over to uh, to Becky on 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 Fridays. Um, but I also like leaving um mondays and, and fridays open for many um, appointments that I, I can get within that same you know same same week so because i have such a large territory i know more or less how how far it takes me how long it takes me to get somewhere right within within that same you know within the same week i guess or that same day um so because i'm about 45 minutes away from Austin, which is another part of my territory, which is another market. You know, it's completely different from San Antonio. If I have some, if I have a doctor that wants to meet, especially for endo or something that's like, you know, I, I can't wait till the next um, time I'm, I'm around, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use uh, that Monday or Friday for, uh, for that appointment. Um, and then really just Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays are my, are my days that just hit it hard. Um, as far as my route, my route goes. Yeah, it seems like you all have a pretty similar approach, so that must be working. Um, okay, is there anything else you want to add or maybe the one um, most important piece of advice you'd give a new DM? Deidre? 
Sure. I would just say, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, I, I think in this job, there's um, a lot of things that, you know, you're not going to know, certainly right off the bat. Um, so the more that you can ask questions, the more that, um, you know, even if, you know, a doctor asks you a question and you don't know the answer and okay, maybe you, you lose that sale because you didn't know the answer that one time, you know, now you'll for sure remember it and know it for the next time. Um, so just have kind of those relationships with people that you work with, you know, everyone kind of has their set, you know, group of people that they shoot questions to and ask on a regular basis. And, you know, just kind of ask people if you have questions, get the answers. Don't be afraid to tell a dentist that you don't know. Um, you know, another really important thing I think is to kind of ask them how they're using some of our products. That's, um, a great way to learn how to sell them to another dentist in the future. Um, and you may find that they're using them for things that, you know, we may not typically say we're selling them for. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to get kind of firsthand experience about how an office is using our products. And, you know, it gives you some credibility then when you're chatting with another dentist about that particular product and you're able to kind of give a quote off label description of what it can be used for. So that's good advice. Angel. Yeah, I would say, um, early what's helped me and just one piece of advice that, that I would give a new DM is, is find yourself a, uh, a good mentor, not only within Comet, but, but find that you find yourself a, a good doctor, I guess that you can build a, a friendship with, and then a good uh, lab tech. So between those three, I think have really just helped me. One with the mentor, I, um, Jim Waldrop assigned, Mario, who's out of Houston, uh, to kind of just mentor me through through the beginning stages of, of uh, my career here at Comet. And it, I mean, I talked to Mario, I don't know, I'd say once, sometimes two times a, a week. It was more at the beginning. Uh, just to kind of really just give me advice, tips, how to sell. If I'm going into an office, I have questions. Or if, if I'm just having a rough day, I can kind of call Mario and, and he can kind of just like, you know, just be real with me. You know, you need someone to not sugarcoat things to you. I feel like if you want to grow, you, you need someone who really is going to um, ask those questions, um, put pressure on you. And, and that's what, you know, Mario has been through throughout my time here at Comet. And then um, with finding a doctor and a lab tech, I think it's that's huge because you can go to these, go to this doctor or go to this tech and just, you know, ask for their advice on products, you know, hey, or if you need to, um, if you want them to, if you want a recommendation from them, you know, like, hey, doc, can you try this out? And just let me know what you think. Or a lab tech, you can kind of just go in. And then if you have a question on any kind of material, you know, since it's so many things are coming out nowadays with different materials and then, you know, you just need help with or you need to, um, you know, it's good to, to have those uh those kind of relationships with uh, with your accounts. So I think that's that's huge. That's that's my piece of advice. Yeah. And Ali, what about you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, both of those pieces of advice are really great. It's hard to say one thing that's really helpful, but I think um, 
you know, being consultative in your selling. And so making sure you're asking a lot of questions when you're even with an assistant or a buyer, and then you're listening to what, to what they need. You'll learn a lot by kind of just sitting back and letting them talk. I know uh, quite a few doctors that if they have time, will tell you all about their dentistry. Um, and in the beginning, it's definitely worth taking the taking the time to listen. Um, and also another thing is, you know, I was new to dentistry with this position. I thought it was really helpful to spend some time in a lab um, and also ask if you can watch procedures or spend, you know, a couple hours in an office just to see kind of everything that goes on. Um, you know, dental offices are probably a little bit more chaotic than maybe you realize if you're a patient. There's a lot of moving parts. So being part of that, and getting to see a procedure done with our our um, supplies is really important, I think. And that will kind of help you create a relationship with some of your doctors where they can kind of be a mentor for you. I know I have a few doctors where, um, you know, I'll ask them about a product first or I'll ask them questions and I really, I really uh, appreciate their feedback. And another one that's a little bit not as important, but I found is super helpful is make sure you get all of your buyer's cell phone numbers um, and your assistant cell phone numbers. That way you can easily contact them for meetings or orders or new products or like we have that CE, the endo CE tonight. I was able to text a lot of my doctors and assistants and that way it's just a quicker way of getting information. I think a lot of times emails get lost in practices, but I've had a lot of success by communicating with my accounts via text message, whether it's with the assistant or the doctor. All right. Well, all, thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing your insights today. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, thanks, Jordan.